everybody. Welcome to Talking Heartland. This is the show where we break down past seasons of Heartland and we are in season seven, right in the middle of season seven, episodes seven, eight, and nine. And I am film critic Rachel Wagner and Michelle Benson is here. Hey everyone. How you doing? Yeah, good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have been having fun watching Heartland. I, somebody in the comments said that that this season seven is a watershed season, a really important season. And I can see why. Yeah. Because they've been some pretty good episodes. Yeah, yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I haven't had an episode where I've kind of checked out or just kind of lost yeah. track of what was happening. Like, it's either just been sort of classic Heartland or it's just been just really good storylines. Even the last few episodes, uh, Tim hasn't been that bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we're sort of used to Tim and all of his shenanigans now anyway, so yeah. even if he sort of does his stuff, it doesn't really bring down the episode for me, because right. they've always got other characters. Yeah, I mean, when he, uh, when, when he's doing stuff with, in season six with, with Janice and Miranda, yeah, that was pretty rough, but, uh, but at least we haven't anything like that this season so far so far (laughs) (laughs) all right well the first episode that we have for today is called best man and this episode is ty's old friend comes to visit but this visit brings nothing but problems ty has to choose his side georgie's school assignment makes lou and peter competitive and they take on each other and this is actually directed by chris potter uh so that's kind of fun so overall what did you think of this episode um yeah i really like this episode i mean this is like peter at his best um i love just lou and lou and peter just being georgie's parents in this episode Mm um and i thought it was just like a really I don't know if it was necessarily a, a necessary like storyline for Ty because I feel like we've we've sort of touched on this kind of stuff before. But mm-hmm. Graham Wardle was really good and and he really elevated it. Um, and it felt like it was just sort of a a, a touchstone moment for him as well. So yeah, it was a really good yeah. episode. Yeah, it's I mean it's always nice to see Tyler Hines. <laughs> always, <laughs> whatever he's doing. <laughs> And I mean, it starts out with him uh, racing with Ty, and I'm just thinking, boy, great way to treat your friend. It almost killed him. <laughs> uh, it's nothing like almost killing your friend on a visit, uh, but uh, it's it's memorable. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, Tyler. Tyler's just so good at like playing anything I mean we know from just like watching him on Hallmark and stuff but mm-hmm. even when he pops up in other shows he's just so good at like it doesn't matter what he's been asked to do whether it's like you know the the lead love interest or you know a romance role or you know something like this which is you know sort of a, a really kind of morally gray character like he's just so good at everything that I've seen him in so far yeah, he he really is, and and he brings a likable energy even to an unlikable character, yeah, absolutely. like Joe here, mm-hmm. and, 
and you're right whatever show he's in whether it's hallmark or whether something like star trek discovery or whatever it might yeah. be he he always uh stands out and he's so he he just has that that star quality i i really think if it, that he was making some jokes i think on instagram that he's going to audition for a martin scorsese film they were saying on uh, and i i think if he were given that kind of a chance i think he could he could really blow up yeah yeah he's sort of he just sort of elevates everything um mm-hmm. and he's definitely one of those people that deserves you know every opportunity going for, as far as i'm concerned like he deserves yeah. you know to be um in a scorsese movie and any kind of movie that he wants Plus, then it would be really cool because I could say I've interviewed somebody <laughs> <laughs> three times. <laughs> so you have uh, Nicole. She's helping with the dude ranch. And I thought that she was going to be managing the diner, Maggie's. But she's yeah. Dude ranch. yeah. Yeah. It seems like she's doing everything. <laughs> yeah. Managing Lou's life, it looks like. Right. Uh, and she is trying to hire a, tra- uh, a, a trail boss for the dude ranch because Amy doesn't have time to take them all out on the trail. And uh, then we see Georgie working on the science project. And this was so funny. And I, yeah, I just loved uh lou and peter both doing their projects and yeah (laughs) it's really cute because that is fun yeah that would be really fun it's fun and it also like it matches both of their like energies as well like totally Uh makes sense that that is something like they would do because they're so competitive (laughs) the only thing is i think they should have had her finish and do the ufo project that she wanted to do from the beginning Uh instead of the jam yeah because you could make that into us into more of because some science projects science fair projects are more like research you know as opposed to like uh you know scientific method kind of there there's i've seen some of those yeah, and it doesn't have to be like UFO in, in terms of aliens, you know, it just has to be unidentified flying objects. I mean, it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. science fiction the way he was kind of, way Peter was kind of suggesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she could have just stuck to, you know, what she wanted to do originally, I agree. Yeah, that could have been fun. Uh, yeah, if, you, if people want an interesting uh, watch, you should check the, there's a documentary called Science Fair uh that i saw at sundance a couple of years ago where they actually follow the national uh, uh science fair uh big event always and- always get so jealous whenever there's like an american movie like a teen movie or a kids movie where they have like science fairs like we never have anything like that and <laughs> i don't know if it's necessarily the uk but certainly in scotland like oh really yeah no you don't have anything kind of like that that the not at, like paper. community schools um uh, maybe they have them in sort of private schools and and sort oh. of, um kind of more posh schools uh-huh. uh, but yeah just your, your regular school uh no <laughs> more like they, um not for little fun. kids anyway yeah they look yeah. fun 
Yeah, I remember doing uh, one on prisms when I was in like fourth grade, third or fourth grade, uh, where you know showing the way the light reflect or, or reflects off the prisms and yeah, and there, it's it's just a, a nice way to kind of be creative and to make science more fun because science can be kind of boring yeah and yeah at least it was for me <laughs> it was for me too because it was all just from books uh-huh. it wasn't you know sort of practical in the way that um i see on tv uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah yeah you should you should suggest it to your teacher friends besides <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fair yeah, I have to be in Georgia and like does it on alien. <laughs> yeah, I actually got to judge a science fair once, which uh, because my roommate was is was a teacher at the time, and she's like, I need somebody to judge, and I'm like, I don't know anything hardly about science at all, but uh, but I can see whether they uh, you know have a have a good theory, and that they you know they followed up with uh, how they their research and their things they know what they're talking about uh but yeah that was kind of that was funny i was like i never thought this would happen <laughs> <laughs> it was a really fun little like b plot and, yeah and to see lou and peter fighting over their science projects as opposed to what they normally fight over was uh, was really good I yeah it was sort of nice in these episodes to see georgie call sort of peter and lou like her mom and dad and jack her grandpa like it was nice to see that kind of like you know she's very comfortable where she is now yeah so joe is uh, out of prison and he evidently stayed with the mustang program he got out early and mm-hmm. he's talking a lot about his son and uh, there's something fishy going on from the very beginning there's it's it's not feeling right and yeah and Ty has a hard time with it because basically Joe took the fall for their uh, the, the like the crime that they had done when they were uh, teens, yeah. And didn't and Ty got away, and so he feels guilty about that. Mm-hmm. He gets sent to Heartland and. Mm-hmm. Joe gets sent to prison. Yeah, we get that big conversation between Jack and uh, Amy talking about Joe. Mm-hmm. And Jack says, you've got good instincts about people, Amy. Mm-hmm. And so that uh, we also see uh, that Joe takes the money off of uh, one of the tables at the diner. Yeah. So... The worst thing about these three episodes, though, is Caleb's terrible hair. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> it was mullet yeah. look. I, <laughs> I feel like it would absolutely look fine without the hat. It's the hat that makes it look <laughs> really, really strange. Um, but yeah, he's got like a lovely head of hair. Like if you follow him on Instagram, uh, like he shaved his head like a few oh, months plan. back um it shaved all his heads and it's like already like back and he's back filming like heartland and stuff so like he's definitely <laughs> went through the sort of hair um different styles of hair but yeah that's that was some look yeah and it looked kind of greasy it just looked 
I did not like his hairstyle in these, <laughs> these episodes. Yeah, it feels it like bad. such a long time had passed as well for that amount of hair growth. <laughs> Must have been yeah. like months and months he was gone. It was not good. Uh, so then uh, Joe asked Ty for 5k loan and uh, he's actually considering it uh, but as a student I mean, he's not going to have that kind of money so he, he thinks about asking Lou Amy says you don't owe Joe anything mm-hmm. and that it's a believable conflict because uh, I think that you would feel a lot of a lot of guilt for things that were like outside of his control like he wasn't his choice but you know people can be very manipulative yeah in that way and certainly joe is very manipulative yeah and also you know ty does have that thing of like you know since he arrived in heartland of feeling like he he doesn't deserve more than what he's already had in life Mm -hmm. every time he sort of accomplishes you know things he sort of has a little bit of a spiral yeah. Um, we've seen that when he when he um wanted to become a vet and then when he a- actually became like a reality um and the pressures of that so it does make sense that he is still sort of carrying that yeah you know that that's not something that would just sort of go away yeah definitely and he finds joe stealing the morphine from the veterinarian clinic and mm-hmm. uh and he he says that he lied about finding his son and he holds at one point holds tie up with a knife scary i didn't expect that (laughs) yeah it really was it was a strong uh move on his part and and I, i think they needed to go that way because i think that made that was finally like the cutting off point for tie yeah you know he realized that he was done at that point yeah yeah and and then uh you have uh the uh this pack horse that caleb bought uh or that sorry you had then you have this pack horse that caleb sold to lou and uh and georgie tries to go near it and it and it uh it's startled and every time the horse is around kids it gets upset yeah so sad yeah and uh then georgie does her, her project the science of jam that's cute and she's just such a winner uh in this that was such a great casting yeah for, i think uh, feel like she's she was already good when she started and she's definitely like improving even more mm-hmm. in terms of just like having, you know, they'll certainly like when you watch like the Harry Potter kid, the kids mm-hmm. um, in the first movie, you could tell that their the directors like telling them what to do and how to act yeah. and it becomes more natural over time. Yeah. Um, and that's certainly what you can see with, with Georgie. Yeah. She's so cute, but but she also sells the more dramatic moments as well. I mean, she's not just like a little mop top. Uh, yeah. She's, she's really good. And so then I asked Caleb to be his best man. And uh, 
Jack gives ribbons to Lou and Peter for their science projects. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like dying at that part. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And really... I love that it was just participation. It wasn't even like <laughs> proper ribbons. Yeah. It's funny. And uh, then Amy and Ty, I shouldn't have, as Ty says, I shouldn't have walked away from you. And I didn't, I didn't turn my life around on my own. I had you and I can't wait to marry you. So that was super cute. Yeah, that was really cute. Um, it's a big sort of growth moment for Ty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm surprised they haven't brought in any kind of like planning for the wedding. Yeah, at like all. a time scale of like we're going to just stay engaged until I finish, you know, vet school. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, you know, yeah, I guess is Amy just just going to stay at Heartland? Is that just going to be her? You know, she's going to. Well, they did say, didn't they, that they were going to start a business together at some point? Yeah. Well, and they've been talking about that land. That yeah. they're interested in, in buying but yeah it'd be fun to start with you know maybe going getting a dress or something like that that'd be kind of fun yeah uh to, to bring in but i guess it's a long engagement <laughs> yeah five-year engagement right <laughs> uh so what would you give this episode one to ten um like an eight yeah it was, it was pretty good yeah i think that's good i agree We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. All right, so then we have Hotshot is our next episode, episode eight. And this is Amy works with a barrel racing horse with a mind of its own. Lou and Peter's plans change from a family trip in the mountains to Peter's conference in Fort Mac, where Lou is asked to her first to do her first public speaking. This one also directed by Chris Potter. Let's see if he did. No, he didn't do all three, but he did this one as well. And overall, what do you think of this episode? Um, yeah, again, a good episode. I was really frustrated again with the Peter stuff. Um, it feels like that happens a lot with Heartland. Is like we get a really good episode that I really like Peter, and then it just sort of turns into business fan mode, and I, I just sort of get frustrated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything else was was pretty good. <clears throat> Peter is by far the best when he's dealing with Georgie in some way. Yeah, <laughs> that's when he's he's just charming and fun and uh, just the best when he's working with Georgie. And in this one, we have this uh, barrel racing horse that Caleb brings in, uh, called Hotshot, 
and uh, it's getting distracted basically and it's it's a uh willful horse doesn't like amy telling him what to do <laughs> and, uh yeah so that was fun uh hot shot and uh there's also a whole sort of plot line here with uh with jack teaching georgie how to fish yeah and that was really cute and then you also have trisha and her daughter jade what do you think of trisha and jade the rebellious sort of teenager is sort of one of my least favorite storylines yeah. especially when they, they show up just to cause trouble like fair enough if they show up and you get like a whole arc but yeah just for like one episode of like it felt like um when we had badger just gonna show up um that sort of initial uh first meeting um, yeah yeah a little frustrating yeah i mean especially because jade puts georgie's life in risk and that was crazy yeah yeah her going off with the car was pretty uh shocking and mm-hmm. uh, yeah i mean she the whole petulant teenager thing is also not my favorite <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, yeah because i i had my rebellious side i think most teens have their moments but i i think a lot of times they are mean in a way that i don't connect with at all like yeah rebel yes you you want you test the limits to your parents and things like that that's normal but i feel like they're usually not mean about mm-hmm. it uh, you know i don't know yeah yeah uh, so yeah there's this whole fair that nicole is running for some reason yeah, I had no idea what kind of fair it was, what it was for. <laughs> right. It was yeah. like a charity thing. I have no idea. Me too. And and Jade steals shoplifts from the the fair, and you have Caleb chasing her down on the horse. Horse. That was, that was a pretty long sequence. Yeah, that was crazy. And everybody's just like walking past as if it was yeah. And occurrence that's maybe it is in in hudson who knows yeah i guess in hudson they're just used to a horse chases down the middle of the street (laughs) um but i do have to say i think this actress the play jade is beautiful she's stunning oh yeah stunning yeah gorgeous yeah cast really well um as as um trisha's daughter like there was definitely a yeah Madison Chiatau. Yeah, she was she is beautiful. I don't know if she's done other stuff, but um she had a very striking presence, I would say. And and then you have uh Peter getting called to work when they're going about to go on vacation and they they have a, a, the sweetener uh is that Lou is going to be able to speak and I feel like that's not very accurate to Lou that she would I feel like she'd still be pretty ticked off about the whole thing. But yeah. she, she, I guess the sweetener worked. Yeah, I was convinced that this wasn't like a real thing. Like I was convinced that he had just sort of constructed it or like... Oh, um, her speaking? Yeah, like yeah. he'd actually sorted this out. Mm-hmm. Um 
to get away with <laughs> turning it into like a work weekend. Um, but wow. actually, um, the way that it turned out. Now, just to jump in, um, Jade comes back for like a ton of episodes. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, like a ton. Interesting. Oh, okay. Uh, in uh, what what year is it? What season? Does it say? Right up to present. Oh. Yeah, she's listed from 2013 to 2001. Uh, 30 episodes. Oh, look at that. Yeah, cool. Good. Yeah. We'll see more of her. Hopefully she yeah. gets her rebellious. Oh, <laughs> she was on Good Witch, too. Mm? Yeah, to run a couple episodes. Interesting. Cool. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. I mean, it was kind of funny the whole thing with Lou and Peter in the elevator that was pretty spicy for Heartland I would say for Heartland yeah considering yeah. we're talking about them not talking about Ty and Amy's relationship right. in terms of like where they are um in terms of intimacy but yeah that was I suppose when you're married you can do anything <laughs> yeah that's so <laughs> and then uh the uh uh, the hotshot is is rebelling as well so that was kind of the uh, theme. The, <laughs> the, the theme of the episode yeah jade and hotshot are one of a kind <laughs> um you have tim and trisha flirty fishing <laughs> with each other yeah. and jack uh is upset he says what are you doing in my fishing cabin and uh and then Jade drives off with his car, uh, which was crazy. Yeah, with Georgie like hanging out of it. Yeah, with his truck. Uh, how old do you think is Jade supposed to be? Do we? Is she supposed to be sixteen, fifteen? Yeah, maybe like sixteen or seventeen. I would guess. Yeah, and because you got the feeling that she didn't have a license. Yeah, she certainly doesn't know how to drive yeah, anyway. Doesn't know how to drive. And then you have uh, the you have then you have Lou speaking in front of the Petroleum Wives Club and she says the oil industry is like a marriage. And uh, she goes on about that and uh, then Peter hears and he gets upset and they have the fight in the elevator when the elevator goes down and there really was a lot happening in this episode yeah i'm sort of frustrated with this argument because it feels like the same as the argument they had last yeah. season where lou says all of this like all this stuff that, like we've been waiting on or actually seeing and them having a conversation about um about the term like the way the relationship has you know basically turned into a long distance relationship again um and yeah. then it just sort of dis dissolves into nothing again like they don't discuss it it's just everything's all good by the end yeah because yeah. at this point basically lou is she she is she's got maggie's she's got the uh dude ranch and she has her blog right mm -hmm. those are her main and then peter is working in calgary and yeah, I don't know. We just keep getting the same conflict and resolution over and over and over again. Oh, so and it was kind it, of, uh, it was kind of awful the way that he sort of 
was upset with her for telling her truth. Um, yeah. like all of those wives are probably going through the exact same thing that Lou's going through. And for him to sort of invalidate sort of her experience or her perspective is, you know, not fair. Yeah. When she says it's work first, ja, it's, it's work first. Uh, let's see. It's uh, that when they get stuck in the elevator, she basically, she talks, she says that it's, uh, it's always the family second, work first, family second. And uh, that's frustrating, obviously. And it's just, <laughs> it's just not that interesting as far as plot line. Like, it's fine to have once, but we've literally had probably, what, three, four seasons now of this? Yeah, it's the same all the time over and over and over and over again so it's getting old it's definitely getting old and uh, then you have uh the uh, you have amy and ty watching katie and it's kind of interesting because it seems like ty is actually better at dealing with katie than amy is yeah yeah he's definitely more in touch with like I wouldn't say like a maternal side, but he's he's sort of turned into like a bit of a caregiver. Yeah. <laughs> in these last few seasons. I like but that. It, yeah. It, I like the fact that the men in Heartland are uh, comfortable showing mm -hmm. those sides to them. Because you don't yeah. always see that in these, especially this kind of like cowboy type stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you also have Caleb and Nicole flirting in this episode and she tries to pay him and he refuses uh, for his work uh, chasing down Jade and all that. Uh, so I guess we might have something coming there. I, I just feel like they have not found it, somebody who has really good chemistry with Caleb. Yeah. And again, this is like someone that doesn't seem very well suited to his lifestyle. Right. <laughs> yeah uh so then we also have jack he starts thinking about lisa and he has these kind of flashbacks of their relationship Caleb thinks with that maybe uh, this, i don't know if maybe this was just to like remind us of lisa because she hasn't been around for a little bit mm -hmm. so maybe it was just sort of a like lisa's a you know gone but she will be back at some point reminder type thing yeah but it, it 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 shows the softer side of jack which is always sweet mm -hmm. uh, so then we have jade returning the belt that she's shoplifted and i have written down why is nicole working at this fair I'm like what what's <laughs> going on <laughs> but, uh, but uh, then Amy is able to do the barrel racing on Hotshot. They're able to figure it out. And, and they just, just has to work with Hotshot and not force it. It seems like he's, he wants it to be his idea. Mm -hmm. So, well, what would you give this episode one to 10? What do you think? Um, yeah, I really liked it. So I'd maybe give it like a 7.5 just because the again the peter stuff um was just sort of repetitive yeah i think that's good i agree all right so then the last episode to talk about is called there but for fortune 
And it's Prince Amir is back with another challenging horse for Amy. Lou is offered a publishing deal for her blog, although her family is none too pleased with the spiced up version. And I have to say, every single book I've ever read that is based on a blog has been terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm a blogger. I've been a blogger for many, many, many years. Uh, There's just something about that sort of relaxed style Uh of sort of essay writing that you do for, for a personal blog that when you read it, when you read one after another, after another, after another, after another in a book, it's so insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been drawn to those sort of books. Uh-huh. And they're sitting there like, I mean, there's been a few like podcasts and stuff that have released books. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, they've literally just turned into coffee table books in my house. Um, yeah. Just because I, I'm a fiction reader, you know, and I have certain types of fiction. Like yeah, I it, love a good memoir, but oh yeah, definitely. Uh, like especially if it is juicy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but something like Julie and Julia, for instance, the uh, the Julie Powell part of the movie is its own book, and it's oh, all really? just it's her yeah it's her blog, put into a book form, and I hated that book so much. Oh, really, it's such a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean. And she's pretty insufferable in the movie, but she's way worse in the book. Like, way worse. <laughs> Amy Adams brings like likability and charm, but the whole book is just her complaining about her job and her complaining about her husband, her complaining about her not being able to get pregnant. Like, it's just, it was awful. I hated it. And, and there's been, I can't think of any, any others off the top of my head, but every time that I have tried to read a book that, you know, they take a blog and they compile it into a book, it's always the worst. So, yeah. So this would not be for me. I would not want to read Lou's <laughs> book. I'll tell you that. Right now. Yeah. So, but complaining about Peter. <laughs> yes. And uh, this does feel very like not even 2013. It feels like the tail end of of this sort of trend. You know, like it feels like maybe it was even a couple of years too late. Yeah, for this whole thing that you don't see it very much anymore. Like the peak blogging, I feel like was 2008. Yeah, and then it sort of switched over to like. YouTubers and like every popular YouTuber had a book at, yeah. at one point. Like they had right. like you'd go into like Waterstones or whatever bookstore and there'd be like a whole section of just like YouTuber books. And it's like, yeah. when did this become a thing? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. So, Lou's <clears throat> blog published as they want to publish it as a book, and they tell her we gotta gotta have those spicy details. <laughs> <laughs> Like, has, have they been reading her blog? Like, why, if if the whole point is if she has enough of a following to justify a book, then wouldn't those people that are going to be buying the book want what's in the blog? So why, yeah, exactly. why would they want it spicier? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it was a weird sort of miscommunication. Yeah. And then at the end, when she's just like, what? We don't want that. I'm like, wait, you did tell her that. So I'm Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She does sort of suggest that 
it wouldn't do well unless it was spicy. Yeah. I mean, how spicy could you possibly get on a ranch? A in... family lifestyle vlog. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> then uh, the river has uh, flooded and Jack tells Georgie not to go anywhere near the river. She's frustrated about that. And then you have uh, you have Prince Amir coming back. And I remember you weren't a big fan of his from the last time he showed. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. think of him here? It was interesting that the, the characters sort of flipped. So you had Amir sort of be the, the, the good guy and, and sort of, you know, his personality had definitely had cleaned up his act a little bit. It was a lot more polite. Yeah. Well, a lot and... more sort of respectful of animals. And then the mm-hmm. trainer was just sort of insufferable. Yeah, Adrian, the trainer, he was very uh, offended by the fact that Amy was being asked to work with Zeus. And I, you know, I can understand being uh, upset about something like that. But, but yeah, the way that he goes about solving it is ridiculous. Like he is going to lose his job for sure, mm-hmm. uh, behaving like that. So, it's it's not good yeah, considering uh, like the last episode he was the one like going to bat for amy so yeah it was a weird shift yeah it was and then you have uh nicole and caleb are kind of flirting and uh, she watches his uh his rodeo videos and then uh, we get the return of ashley and what did you think about Ashley coming back? Yeah, this is why it's so <clears throat> so good that I don't know about you, but I've sort of been able to like stay pretty spoiler free. Like I don't I don't tend to sort of I know I know big storylines, but I don't know when people are coming back. I don't know when people are leaving. So yeah. this was like my jaw dropped when I was watching this. Like <laughs> I was just sort of watching it on my laptop and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like sort of a little bit distracted and then I, I heard Ashley's voice and I was like oh my god <laughs> I did not expect that yeah yeah I mean it was fun to see her character again mm-hmm. uh it you know you feel kind of bad for Caleb because she just treats him like she doesn't treat him well and she till the very end she finally owns up that it was her you know fault that the marriage fell apart but mm-hmm. I don't know. You do kind of feel bad for Caleb. Yeah, you do feel bad for Caleb because he it hit him really hard. Yeah. Whereas Ashley was able to go off and you know fulfill, you know her dreams and and what she wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess she yeah. wasn't honest with him in terms of like she wanted to do all of those things without him. Right. Um, yeah, and I thought it, it was seems... a little cruel yeah. that she would sorry yeah no i agree and it it seems like it, it just it seems like it happened so fast from them getting married to things falling apart yeah that's the only thing like literally on their honeymoon she basically goes with this other guy and and uh you know falls in love with italy or whatever and and then it's all down here for hill from there and i I don't think most people that like most people would 
I mean, I guess you do have some marriages that fall apart really fast, but yeah. I don't know. And also, like, taking her mom on the honeymoon, probably her husband. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that was so strange. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, especially since they had basically been married for a, over a year mm-hmm. before that, that uh, you think that they'd have a little bit more longevity, but I guess she mm-hmm. wanted off the show, so but yeah i don't know she can be a frustrating character yeah and especially for her to sort of show up and just assume that he's in the same place as her um Mm -hmm. was sort of interesting and even when it felt like they had the same scene like three times (laughs) in this episode um so for her just to not recognize that you know she knows him pretty well yeah Uh, so yeah that was frustrating and uh, Caleb tells her, I loved you and married you and took it very seriously. And he did, yeah. And uh, the two horses of the prince, uh, Emir and Zeus, are not getting along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's part of the problem. And Adrian's like, even the miracle girl can have an off day. <laughs> and yeah. then we have... Uh, the uh oh and then you also have adrian saying zeus is not a liberty horse don't treat him like like the circus because she wants to ride him bare bareback mm-hmm. and and then uh the and and amy says he, that zeus needs to be a horse and needs to be treated like uh that horse and not this prized kind of i mean needs to be treated uh like a regular horse mm-hmm. and uh we get a scene with adrian in the stable completely drunk and the uh they, they've been uh feeding antibiotics to the horses and then adrian lets the horses out and you get this scene between Emir and Zeus fighting. It was all pretty dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Again, this was like done really well. Yeah. In terms of just having the horses really upset. And <clears throat> I guess yeah. they like covered a lot by having it be sort of flashing lights and things like that. But it, it looked really, really well. Well it done. Did. Yeah. And Ashley claims that she wants to be friends with Caleb and. Uh, Caleb says you don't understand how bad you hurt me and then they kiss and it was so awkward I didn't feel it at all so weird yeah yeah right <laughs> yeah weird. <clears throat> I mean I usually love those moments in movies and tv shows yeah where a moment just sort of escalates and escalates and it's yeah. not and you know exactly where it's going this did not feel like that <laughs> I agree yeah it was definitely awkward that's why I wrote down really awkward kiss <laughs> my notes uh, uh, the, you also have Amy and Ty talking about purchasing this land, and I thought mm-hmm. Tim was was a real jerk in that yeah. scene. Like uh, Amy has been working for quite a while. I would bet she would have a pretty good little a little nest egg. Yeah, we don't really think about her like financial situation. Does she like get like a salary from Lou? Or, you know, mm-hmm. sort of tied up together? Or does she have sort yeah. of her own separate thing? We don't really know, but she has been working 
pretty solidly from you know all the way through high school and mm-hmm. until yeah adulthood. like and what have her expenses been like nothing what nothing, yeah so i would think that she no problem would have a down payment uh to be able to get a place uh with her and ty and uh he's also in it working and he has mrs bell helping him through school mm-hmm. so mrs bell and his uh, and i guess the stepdad also paid some of his i think in the end can't remember but but i i think that they could have a place like it's it's not with with it's not completely ridiculous yeah and ty's pretty handy in terms of like they could do a lot of the work themselves um it's not something that like they have to have it ready for like it wasn't like a lou and peter situation where they had to have it ready for a baby and a family mm-hmm. you know they can you know amy and ty can take their time yeah well, and Ty does say that he wanted to be the one to put down the down payment on the property, but he's like, what does it matter if it's my money or your money? Yeah, it was so. the first time I've sort of seen a, a relatively kind of like, you know, I wouldn't say like macho, but sort of stereotypical, like the man pays right. sort of moment from Ty. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to sort of see it pass pretty quickly as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have this this meeting, I guess, of the whole family where they're reading their stories uh, from Lou, and <laughs> then none of them are happy about it. <laughs> and Jack says, "Is it worth getting published if you have to lie to make it happen?" Yeah. And uh, so then at the end, they she's talking to the publisher, and they're like, "Oh, well, you don't you don't have to lie," and. Uh, she's like wait you told me that it needed to be spicy and she's like oh no so she's gonna be able to do her book so we get one more mediocre blog book (laughs) (laughs) going to exist in the world of ireland that's one more business for lou yeah uh so yeah what would you give this episode uh well we need to talk about amy amy Uh, uh what's left with amy amy gets injured and rushed to hospital at the end of the episode oh yeah i forgot about that sorry uh yeah so the horses get uh out and yeah amy gets rushed to the hospital yeah what did you think of that that was when i was like oh this must be the mid-season finale you'd think oh you yeah know, after seven you'd think after seven seasons i'd be able to tell like oh it's episode <laughs> nine so like that would be the but no right yeah yeah the i the another rush to the hospital in the world yeah of another head injury <laughs> right we've had so many head injuries in the show uh-huh. yeah so, so yeah i would i would maybe give it like a 7.5 again um I wouldn't say it's as strong as the first episodes um, of this week, but yeah, uh-huh. so, you know, pretty strong. Yeah, I agree. Well, very good. Let us know if you're listening, what you think of these three episodes, uh, put in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, Michelle, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Michelle R. Benson. Great. You can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes, so please check that out. 
And also, if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. Really appreciate that. And if you are listening on YouTube, please leave this video a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. We also have our merch store, which has some Heartland-inspired merch. So please take a look at that. And we have our patron group, which we need that support so much. Please take a look at the information in the description. And uh, thanks so much, Michelle. And we'll talk again next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.